Hello, and welcome to Bundesliga Talks. I'm Philip, and I'm here with my co-host, Eli. Today, we're going to be talking about the matches first. Then, we're going to be doing some a little bit of news review. And we're going to then do a memorial of Diego Maradona as he has died. And then, we are going to go over some stats and predictions for next match days. Let's get into it with some review of last match day. Let's start with some match day review with my co-host Eli. So let's first look at the first match, Bayern versus Werner. In full time, it was one to one. What do you think of Bayern's performance? It's unlikely that Bayern. Well, really, Bayern should have just won that game. I mean. No respect to Vanna, they're a very good team, but I really think they just were a little disappointed. They did not have their very strong squad that they've had. It's just tough for like that game to be so hard because they don't have those good players along the lines of Joshua Kibbeth, Alfonso Davies, and, and I could go on longer. It's just tough for them the way their formation has, has to be changing and stuff. It's just very tough for that. It's just a very tough card. That and pushes Werner from from a few from uh I forget where, but now they are number nine in the standings. As Bayern still stands at one with a one point lead over BFB Dortmund. Next, yeah, let's talk about Leverkusen Armanida. What was the score of that game? Two to one, Leverkusen won. I know it's ba- it's fantastic. I mean, of course Kai Havertz moving to Chelsea, but I mean they still got these great hit players like well Lucas Hedetsky. They got Ta. They got the Bender brothers. They've also got um, Leon Bele, Moussa Diaby, Kareem Bellarabi. And Valand, those are just like really key players for their team. So like, I expected them to win that game by a lot more than that. But no respect, they still got the win. They got the W. So fair play. They are right now in third place with eighteen points, and Armenia is four points is in 16th place and is one of the bottom three teams in the league they could have a chance to be downgraded this year then München Gladbach FC Osberg and that was a tie I feel like Osberg should have been a little bit Worse in that game, I feel like bunch of guys should have had card. a little bit better. Yeah, got a red card, but really, Munchen Gladbach. It's been a pretty, pretty good season for them. So has it been for Augsburg. It was a very tight game. It was a pretty good game. Well, it's a very, very close game, but Munchen Gladbach got very. We're lucky that the red card came out, so I'm happy. I'm a Munchen Gladbach fan. I'm a lot of fans. I'm mm-hmm. more a Munchen Gladbach fan than an Augsburg fan. Sorry, people that are fans of Augsburg. 
But yes, Mönchengladbach, they were close to be, they should have beat Augsburg because of that red card. But it is what it is. Mönchengladbach is right now at number seven with 12 points. And Os- you said that was a close matchup, but I agree because Osberg is number 10 in the standings right now with 11 points. They're only one point away from each other. Yeah. And the next match, Hoffenheim, Stuttgart, Hoffenheim tied with Stuttgart 3-3. Three to three. So, right now, I don't understand why that happened because Hoffenheim's 12th in Stuttgart is, um... Eighth. Eighth. So, like, I don't understand how they tie. That's out of my confusion right now. Right now. They had. It's been tough. Hoffenheim must have. Were really pushing themselves, doing the best they could do. That their coach was pushing them hard in training. It's, it's very good for them to get the draw. Yeah, so it's a great job from them. Okay, so next match we have Schalke Wolfsburg, I think. Wolfsburg, yes. Okay, sorry. And Wolfsburg won 2 to 0. Yes, so you guys have heard the rumors like Schalke have not been doing well. They, yeah, they haven't been doing well. They're the last in the standings with three points yes. right now. They're losing. They may get relegated. And um, Wolfsburg, they're currently sitting in sixth. So it's like, ooh, it's close. It's not very close. So I expected Wolfsburg to get the win. I'm I'm also a Schalke fan, Weston McKinney. So... I just, I feel like Wolfsburg should have gotten a lot more um, goals against, um, Schal- not a lot more, maybe one or two more against Schalke. I feel like Schalke's defense held up pretty well in that game. Yeah, it's a 12-spot deficit in the um, rankings. Rankings, so yeah. Right. Overall, mm-hmm. I think Wolfsburg deserved They deserved it, but I... Yeah. Then again, Schalke, it's kind of hard for them. But, yeah, really good game. Then we have... um, Frankfurt. Frankfurt Frankfurt versus RB Leipzig. One-to-one tie. One-one. It was... I expected Leipzig to get the win. Granted, they do not have Timo Vanna. And Frankfurt. Ah. Kevin Trash and goal there. So, I mean. Yeah. Currently, Eintracht Frankfurt's in 11th and RB Leipzig's in 4th. I mean, I say hats off to Frankfurt for making that tie happen because. They they're so low. They're pretty low on the rankings compared to Leipzig, but they held them off really well. I would say, I feel like they did a lot better than most people thought. Great job from the manager. Great coaching. RB Leipzig. I mean, they've been a really strong club. I mean, not having Timo Vanna. I mean, it must be rough, but they're still really good in the standings. They're only they're fourth place. So that's pretty decent 
for not having Shumavana. So, let's go to the first real blowout of this right now. We have Herethia Dort. No, we have Dortmund beating Herethia BSC by three goals in a five to three blowout. Um, Philip, that team is spelled Hertha. Hertha, sorry. I'm not. I don't usually follow the Bundesliga, so let's just keep going. (laughs) Versus Dortmund. Yes, Dortmund are in second place. Hertha, it's it's they're in thirteenth. It's eleven spot deficit. So I mean, Dortmund having Erling Haaland. Hertha, been a rough rough season for them. Royce Uh, and a great goalkeeper behind them. I think they should have done well for Dortmund. Dortmund with Hummels and all of those good players in the back as well. They have been playing really well this season, and I would expect them to go number one if Bayern has a week like they did this year. I mean, this week, next week. I just feel that they, if, if Dortmund continues to play like they do, Bayern and if Bayern continues to play like they've been lately, I think that um Dortmund might actually be able to get ahead of Bayern in the standings and become the number one team. Yes. But let's keep going to Mainz SC Freiburg. Mainz won that game three to one. Yeah. I looking at the standings, it was a very it should have been a close game. Freiburg it's hard for them. It's hard for Mines. But, like, credit to Mines. They, very good. 3-1 game. Mines come victorious. Freiburg, unfortunately, lose. But great job from Mines. Hopefully they push up a little more in the rankings. But Freiburg, hope they have a good season as well. Let's move on to the next game. And let's go to the final game of this. The surprise team of Union Berlin, right, who are right now fifth, beat the um, one FC Köln in a match two to one. I am surprised that it was only two to one, but I'm also surprised that Union Berlin are fifth. That was yes. that's pretty cool this year. Yes, yes. Köln, uh, there. They're really, they're a good team. Union Berlin, they, they were a good team as well. So, I mean, it's very far deficit, but I'm really liking how Union Berlin, and who knows, maybe they'll even pa- go past Leipzig. Maybe even Leverkusen. You never know. This team has been really good this year. And that rounds it up for the matches of match day eight. We will now be moving on to our segment on news and transfers. Welcome to the news section of the podcast. Our first section is going to be from Bavaria Works Football. According to them, Jerome Boateng could still be in Bayern Munich's future plans. Any talk on that, Eli? Well, um... Under management of Pansy Flick, he's a great guy. I personally think he's going to 
take Bayern in a lot of places if he continues to go and keep on going like this. I expect he'd keep Boateng. I mean, Boateng's starting. Granted, it's because some of the people in defense are hurt. But, I mean, Boateng is so strong, so good. Yeah, I mean, I think he should stay at Bayern. So, the next point of news is from Eurosport.com. We're going to go a little bit out of the Bundesliga, but I'd like your opinion on who do you think has the best chance for Dominic Sabosnik for 23 million euros? Spurs, Bayern Munich, or Arsenal? Being a great fan of Bayern Munich, I'd like, I'd like to say Bayern, but... What's your honest opinion is my question. Spurs, really? Why is that? Well, what were the teams again? Spurs, Arsenal, and Bayern. That's kind of tough. So, Bayern don't really need anybody that much. Well, why would they want to go for him is my question. So, Bayern is going for him. Why would they want to go for him? And if they... There is a good reason. Then why does um does any of the other two teams have a better chance for him? Or does I Bayern have I, the best chances? I don't think Bayern should go for them. I think Bayern maybe should go for them. Knowing Robert Lewandowski and um, Manuel Neuer and Thomas Müller, Jerome Boateng, and along the people that are getting to their older years of ending their career. At Bayern, I mean, they might be looking for him because they need to replace Iron Robin from his transfer move. Bayern, Iron Robin's been gone for a few years. I know, but they're st- they've been looking for him. They've been still looking for a replacement for him. Yes, that is very true. That is very true. Because he was a great player, and they can't just replace him with any person in the world. He's they have to replace him with someone well. Iron Robin was my idol. Yeah. So I'd say that Bayern probably need them because Lewandowski, Müller, Neuer—they're getting a little older. Granted, Bayern did just get Newell from Schalke. So I mean, there's that. And so honestly, I think Bayern because of that. Arsenal and uh, Spurs, they have people that are like the up-and-coming talent along the lines of, oh, I don't know. Right now, I can't really name anybody, but they've got some up-and-coming talent. Mark my words, they have up-and-coming talent. So, Nat, while I take a quick Break. I would like Eli to talk about CBSSports.com reporting 23 minutes ago from when we were we were recording. The UEFA Champions League preparing to move Liverpool Champions League tie to Dortmund amid UK Denmark travel ban. Sources say. No idea what you just said. Terms. English. Please. Okay. So, um, CBSSports.com. 20 minutes, three minutes ago from when we were recording, said the UEFA Champions League is preparing to move the Liverpool 
Champions League tie to Dortmund amid UK-Denmark travel ban, sources according to their sources. Hmm. That's according okay. to cbssports.com. Okay, okay. Got nothing to say about that. Nothing to say. I agree. I agree with this. I love the Champions League. It's probably one of my favorite uh, cups ever that you could win. So I've got nothing to say about that. What Champions League says, I'll agree with. Then the one of the final pieces of news we are going to talk about is U.S. forward, according to ESPN, U.S. forward Jonathan to leave Hammerbury. Exploring MLS and Bundesliga options. Yeah, I think it's really good for him. I mean, he's got to be the up-and-coming talent. Because, well, if he's going to be the up-and-coming talent, I mean, moving from the MLS to the Bundesliga, that's awesome. Bundesliga's, no offense to uh, the MLS, but Bundesliga... Is a quite a big step, step step from the MLS. So I think I agree with that. There's no bad br- words towards or anything bad towards the MLS. It's just that Bundesliga has so many good teams with that compete in European competitions. Where in Europe, there's like the same yes. teams of Lionel Messi and stuff like that. And the MLS are just competing against each other, really. I really think. Well, there's cups in the in in the United States, but yeah. I think it's good for him mostly because well, he's gonna be. I think in the Champions League, only Europe teams t- teams from Europe and like around the places of Europe participate in it that aren't usually relegated from it. So I would think, yeah, if he moves there, if he goes to the Bundesliga, big step up for him. And that I'd be very proud that he makes that decision because it's really good for this. For mostly because he's got to think about his career so soon. Well, he's got to be going and thinking, wow, my career, I need to really think about it. He needs to step up. I don't need to, I don't want to stay in the same team and get all these places, but what? I don't want to stay at this club. I want to step up and stuff. So, I think it's, he should maybe move to the Bundesliga. So. Um, so, that will end us with this segment, and we will move into the segment of remembering the, one of the football's greatest legends, Diego Maradona. Now, we move into the sad segment of remembering one of the football's greatest legends, Diego Maradona. Me and Eli are both too young to know how well he played or who he, like, Eli knows, but we are both too young to have seen him play. So we would like to have a minute silence in memorial of his death at 60 from a heart attack.
as we progress in these years of new soccer talent coming in and out, we'd like to say that, Diego, you have always been there for everyone and that we hope you rest in peace in heaven and we hope that you do what you need to do. It has been great to know you lived and it has been great to be alive as you were when we were together. We pray as we are Christians in Jesus' name that we will that you will be fine and that all of your family will be better and we hope that everything will be great from now on. We thank you for your talents you've put towards soccer and we thank you for bringing soccer a little bit more towards a worldwide stage. That concludes our memorial of Diego Maradona. I would like to please remember him as one of the greatest legends football has ever had. Now I would like he was. Now I would like to move on to our standings and stats for the Bundesliga. Welcome to our Bundesliga standing and stats section. We are going to quickly go over the standings and if every team deserves or not deserves in a little game we call rankings, deserve or not. I'm going to list off a few teams and Eli says yes or no, do they deserve? And he can either elaborate or he can just say yes or no. Let's go through. Does Union Berlin deserve the number five standing right now? I mean, of course, they're, they're working very hard. It's, they definitely deserve it. They've been working this hard. And I think if they don't deserve it, then why would they be in fifth place? They're working very hard. I think they deserve it. Does Leverkusen deserve number three? Um, without Kai Havertz, I think it's very hard for them to play. Of course, I'm a big Kai Havertz fan, so I think it's very hard for them to not have Kai Havertz, so then I feel like they've been doing exceptionally well. I just think they deserve first place. But they're third, and that's very good still. Does Schalke deserve 18th? Oh, I, I don't think they deserve 18th at all. I don't really think they deserve it, but, I mean, did they, they pl- did they play hard teams right now, or have they played easier teams that they have just not played well against? Oh, well, I... It looks honestly, like they have, as I look back at the match days, it looks like they've played all of the great teams, but they just haven't come out on top, which is the sad part. They definitely deserved day, a lot better. Their opening day, they played Bayern. They lost very badly, but I don't blame them. They were in a bad situation. They don't have. They were, as I it has been put to me, they were definitely being. They were definitely losing money. They were making bad decisions, but I feel like they are a very good club. They deserve at least at least ten. Eighth or seventh, maybe ninth. Okay, so then like that range of it. Then my last question: Does Hoffenheim deserve twelfth? Oh, oh, really? I honestly think that they're one of those teams that are like, oh yeah, they're they're decent, they're okay, yeah. So I say, 
Of course they deserve 12th. Not, they could go a little, like, they could go higher up, not lower, because, well, they're one of the, I don't want to say bad teams, but they're a very average team. Okay. They're like that team where you see, you're like, yeah, they're not the best ever, but they're not the worst ever. They're, like, very decent. Okay. Like, all the Bundesliga teams are very good, like, but you got the teams that are, like, not doing this bad, that good got the teams that are doing very bad but they're all very good and i deserve okay. i think deserve, hoffenheim definitely deserves 12th okay then let's move into the stats portion we're going to go through the top stats and does eli's gonna ask me i'm gonna ask him does it actually work does that work do you think they deserve it or not. Robert Lewandowski leads goals at 11. Erling Holland, Erling Brod Holland at 10 and number 2. Number 3 is Andre Kamarovic with Hoffenheim's number for 7. And tied with him are Jean Philip Mattia of Mainz and Lucas Ario of Leverkusen. Do you think that's a good do you think they have actually deserved work for it or do they do you think it's just like it's happened yearly and it's just obvious that that would happen i mean robert Lewandowski, he's been playing in the bundesliga very long of course he's been in it a longer than these players but i mean in the beginning yes he definitely deserved it now it's like every oh, year it happens every year he gets at least a hundred goals He's the best player in the Bundesliga. Right now, I'm saying it. Best striker in the Bundesliga. Okay. Definitely deserves it. Assists. Max Cruz is number one for Union Berlin with five. Thomas Muller is tied with him for Bi- um, from Bayern with five. Florian Wirtz is number three. Tied Jonas Hoffman, Yul- Joshua Kimmich, and Robert Lewandowski for four assists. What do you think? I, I mean, think it's absolutely great. Thomas Müller, he delivers the best balls ever to Robert Lewandowski, who just puts them in beautifully. Joshua Kimmich as well. They're like, boy, do they put the best balls in ever. Yeah, so does Robert Lewandowski. He can set up assists as well. He's like an all-arounder. You know he's a striker. He's an all-arounder. He's very good. I think everybody who has been mentioned in this, they deserve it. All of them deserve it. Next, we are going to move to yellow cards, which I think that it's not going to be a nice list. Number one, Daniel Tsara of Mice has five. Number two, Gonzalo Castro has um, four for Stuttgart. And tied with him are Jean Manuel Mabum of Werner, Jeffrey Goelli, I guess, of Augsburg, and Stefan Pusch of Hoffenheim. Honestly, you're going to make a bad challenge. Then you deserve a yellow card. If you make a good challenge, there's going to be no card awarded. I think they just made a bad decision for a challenge, and they made that person. It just just didn't work for them. They our final, okay. And now our final stat, we're going to go through who has the most red cards. And then we're going to quickly, as I forgot to say in the beginning, we are going to go through who's going to win next week. 
and how much are they going to win by. Let me grab a piece of paper quickly so we remember that so I can tell him if he was right or not next week when we do it again. So, so all at number one, we have Cartian Toluso of Berlin, um, of Bayern. They all have one red card. Um, Delaviso Le Frilic of Hartha, I guess. Musa Nahiti of Mainz. Ozana Muhammad Kabak of Schalke. Paschal Zenzel of Stuttgart. Raphael Framburg of Osberg. And Robert Sklov of Hoffenheim. I'm sorry if I butchered all of the names. I'm just horrible at pronouncing that kind of stuff. Any so, problems there? They just made valid challenges. What, do you, what can you say? Maybe the referee may have called a few bad challenges, but overall, bad challenges, bad time to make the challenge. And if you get the red card, well, then you're out of the game. So young incoming footballers, do not try to make a challenge when you know you can't make the challenge good and get the t- and get the ball from it so just make a good challenge and like they just came off with bad challenges and i think part of Schalke losing and being in last place is because one of their players is just getting red cards countlessly and so i just feel that's why Schalke aren't doing so well but yeah that's why I think. And I would like to also know who do you think's gonna be the best player in the Bundesliga this year? Are we talking young talent or like old players or like all around? We're gonna do one for young talent and one for old players and one for all around. Hmm. I'd say for young talent I'd say Oling Holland. He's just very good. It's close between him and Giovanni Reyna, but yeah, both of them are just like the new and up and coming talent. Probably the old talent. Wow, I'm really racking my brain for this. Uh, I, I think we both have to say Lewandowski for this one. Yes, I'm going to say Lewandowski mostly because of the amount of goals. He's just putting shots in. Keepers just have no chance for his shots, so yeah. And the all-around player. Wow, the best player that's an all-arounder. That's really tough. I'm... Well, I can't... Yeah. Um. I don't know really what I'm going to say for this one. But Joshua Kimmich, for me, he's very good. Very good off the ball and with the ball. Doesn't matter that he's hurt. He's still just a very good player. And I think he's just the all-rounder. He's a very decent player. Sees all of his shots. They see all of his um, balls that he plays and all those tackles that he makes. He's just basically the all-around player that I think he has the all-around talent. So, yes, that's what I think. Okay, so let's go through who you think is going to win. First one, Wolfsburg-Werner. 
Hmm. Wolfsburg and what? Munchen and Wolfsburg Werner. I think Wolfsburg, honestly. I just think that, of course, granted, they are. It's going to be a tough game. I say it could be a draw, but I think that Wolfsburg, it's either a draw or it's a win by Wolfsburg. You're going to have to pick, just saying. I'm going to say a um, win from Wolfsburg. Okay. Next, we have the match between Augsburg and SC Freiburg. Wow, wow, wow. I think that Freiburg probably going to lose this game. But, I mean, they're playing Augsburg. Okay, so it's Augsburg to win? Augsburg to win, yes. Then Dortmund Köln. I think I know this one as well. Let's say I'm on one, say two, three, Dortmund. Dortmund. Yeah, it's just way too obvious. Dortmund's versing the one of the worst teams in the league. They're obviously gonna win. Next. Yeah, but Köln, they are a very good team. Yeah. Leipzig, Armenia. Armenia. Uh, Leipzig. Leipzig, obviously, they're number four. Armenia yes, is yes, the worst yes, team yes. in the league. I'm just going to say that Schuttgart. because they are top of the league and because this team that they're playing just came from Bundesliga 2. So yeah. they're a bit new to it. And yeah, that's what I think. Stuttgart, so, Bayern. Bayern. It's going to be Bayern. There's no okay. doubt. It's going to be Bayern. So, well. Berlin, Eintracht. Berlin or Eintracht? Frankfurt. Ooh. Union Berlin or... Union Berlin. Berlin. Union. Or Frankfurt? Yeah. I'm going to say draw. Draw? Draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a pretty close game. I mean, I just think that, personally, I could be very much wrong for all of these. Bunchen Gladbach, Schalke. Ah, I'm a big Schalke fan, so I'm hoping Schalke get the win, but I want to be accurate. So it's going to be Mönchengladbach. So just just don't be biased on this podcast, that's what I'm saying. Be an ESPN analyst, don't be biased 100% of the time. (laughs) I'm going to say Mönchengladbach, but... I mean, I'm a big Schalke fan. I love Michigan. I mean, it's up to the point if Schalke's better than Mönchengladbach at this point in the season, you can pick them, even if you're like your, they're your favorite. But like, yeah. don't be totally Im- be impartial. Don't be like, oh yeah, I like this team. They're now my favorites, and I'm I going think to that, that Schalke. Their spirits have been brought down from that loss against uh, Bayern in the first game. That Bayern was against Schalke. I think it was very hard for them to lose badly. I feel like that they just got to keep on going hard, going strong, and they may pull out a win. You never know. 
But I'm going to think Merchant Gladbach's going to get the win. One thing, question I do have about this is, do you think Schalke could rebound and not get, um, get, get taken out of the league? Oh, there's a possibility, but honestly, if they keep on working hard, there's no doubt they could. They, you never know. They could could pull out a win. They could. Do you? How much of a percent out of a hundred do you think it's possible? Oh, I don't know. Fifty-fifty. I'm saying fifty-fifty. Okay. Then Leverkusen, Hertha. I know this one obviously. Leverkusen. Leverkusen, yes. It's just, it's Leverkusen's way too high ranked to lose this. And yeah. then Mainz Hoffenheim, a tougher matchup. Mainz Hoffenheim. I'm going to say Hoffenheim. Okay. Why is that? I just think that, well, right now, I just, I, I don't have a good reason. Being at how Hoffenheim are doing and how Mainz are doing, it's going to be a tough matchup. There's only a three-spot deficit, so I'm going to say, yeah, Hoffenheim for the win. So that wraps up our podcast, folks. Thank you for listening, and please follow or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening. We'd love to hear from more of you again, and we'd love to lis- for you to listen to another episode next week. Thank you for listening, and I hope you had a great time. This has been the Bundesliga Talk Podcast.